Hey, hey, and we are live on Beadmaker and Coffee for February 27th, 2023. Welcome to our last episode of February. Uh, today's show is brought to you by The Detailer or Carter's Car Care in Dallas, Texas. Uh, they are a distributor partner for the day. Everybody's wearing their shirt that has their shirt on. Uh, and the products of the show are Sydney. It is... <laughs> needs another hand. It is our, our carpet cleaning system, the stain system, Terminator, carpet bomber, and finisher. Hopefully, the show will not finish us off. Our special guest today is Mr. Prentice St. Clair. So, with that, I will let Sydney take the show away. Good morning, Prentice. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? A little bit. A little bit. Just not good enough. Quiet. Okay. Let me plug in then. Go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> Start the show, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. I know it's very early. Um, I'm not sure about you guys, but um, it is cold. Look at this. You guys, you have to see this. Can you read that? It says, I made this myself. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's how today's going. So... I know there's probably people in here from California that are going to be like, you be quiet. But um, we had a, here's the dog. Um, we had a freak blizzard. I mean, we've kind of had like the same, you know, snow on and off, but we had a freak blizzard last night at like 830 at night. And um, nobody could get back to my neighborhood. There was, I think they said there was nine cars that were off the road and just parked leading into my neighborhood. So I had to... Um, get out my espresso machine that's very nice that I've had forever that has not been turned on in four years. And I spent like two hours cleaning it, going through all the process. So um, I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure I wasn't late this morning. So I didn't want to take the risk. So I made my own coffee, but I am heading down the hill as soon as we're done here because I am not very good at this. So um, thank you everybody. I think for I've seen that machine help. before. Yeah. I know it's, it's actually really nice, but I just don't know how to use it. It looked um, like a museum piece is what it looked like. Yeah. So um, the dog is here. So um, yes, we've had lots of exciting stuff. I know Prentice and Keith barely just got home. Keith maybe less than three hours ago. Um, and so there's been a lot going on. So do you guys want to start off with what you did this weekend and then we'll get into our products? I need to let Piper out. Okay. So you Prentice, guys go. Tell us what you've been up to. What have we been up to, Prentice? Oh, gosh, what have we not been up to? Let's see. Uh, and how's the sound, by the way? Is that a little better? Sounds great. Yep, you're good. Okay, cool. Let's see. We were in uh, Fort Worth, Texas for a number of days last week. We uh, attended the Southwest Car Wash Association annual convention, which Keith and I have been doing for, I think, 10 or 11 years now, representing the International Detailing Association, the Chuck Space, the executive director of Southwest Car Wash Association, is kind enough to give the IDA a booth, booth space, and uh, then we also do a couple of presentations, usually on the detailing side, um, and a couple other things there. And you know, meet a lot of people, and we signed up some some new uh, members for the IDA. <clears throat> um, we were going to do a, a certification in a day on Friday afternoon, but as of Tuesday morning, I didn't have any signups and I had some other business to take care of. So we canceled that, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, let's see. And then on Saturday, we went, went over to Carter's and uh, saw Anthony Brown and 
and uh, did a great uh, ceramic coating class there, PNS ceramic coating class. Why don't you tell us about that part, Keith? Well, let's start with Friday night. So on a whim on Thursday, we said, we're going to have a meet and greet. So we threw that out there on the uh, social space land, and we got 16 detailers from around the area, most of whom were not in our class uh, on Saturday, show up. We had uh, tacos at Torchy's Tacos. If you're from the Dallas area, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Um, and then... <laughs> Uh, and then Saturday, we had a great class with 16 students and about uh, 22, 23 of us there. Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony um, Brown just does a killer job. He has a gorgeous shop. Uh, it was a family affair for him. He has father-in-law cooking uh, and barbecuing for everybody. And his wife was there, daughter there. And uh, and they just put on a heck of a, a great day. And we had a great class. We had uh, 16 great students get uh, inspiration, qualified, certified. So uh, all the way around, just a great day on on Saturday, um, and I, you know, wonderful to see one of our distributor partners uh, and his storefront. Uh, I know I've got the storefront background up here, but um, as I said to Bob, you know, between his swag and everything else, he's making us look bad because uh, he does such a great job. So, uh, and thank you for the shirts. I wish I could show you the back one, back of this one. This is the shirt he gave everybody, and on the back it said, "Certified with it." And WIT space IT. So uh, cool. that's what we did, Sydney. But you had a wicked vehicle or two that came out of the shop this week. And I want to hear about those. I did. Yeah. So let's jump into our uh, favorite products from last week. So, um, you know, for the last uh, several years now, um, I've been doing, I do a lot of coatings and I've been just doing a lot of legend. Um, and for whatever reason, the last week, it was kind of strange. Um, you know, and I always give everybody the option. And, and it's funny how um, sometimes I get so excited when people choose inspiration, the classic. And for whatever reason, last week, all of my customers chose inspiration classic, not necessarily because of um, the price, but because of how long they thought they were going to keep the certain car we were working on. Um, and so that was totally cool. No problem. But on Friday, I had a 2021 uh, Land Rover Defender and um, it was hammered, as you can imagine, yeah. absolutely hammered. So, um, you know, I mean, unfortunately, folks buy cars and they have no idea how to care for them. They assume that it's got brand new paint, so it should be good to go. Right. Um, you know, and as all of us in this room, including in all the chat, you probably know they are by no means meant to stand alone. And, um, so this defender was just hammered both inside and out. Um, I was really worried about the paint just because, you know, sometimes those can give you some fussing and, um, it, I spent a day and a half on it. It was crazy, but I will say it was kind of fun. Like I, it wasn't hard. Um, the paint actually responded very, very well to what I was doing. Um, I got, gosh, I would say probably 90% of the marring and scratching out. There was a couple deep scratches, but for the most part, it was near dang perfect. Um, and I only did one step, which that was cool. Um, and so, but there was just a lot of nooks and crannies and, I probably spent, um, I was kind of keeping track and on my three inch polisher, um, which was the Rupes, you know, the little new battery one. And then my flex P PXC 80, I was on one inch and I ran both of those for a total of three hours. 
which that's usually my whole paint correction. <laughs> and so it was just, you know, trimming every little thing. It was crazy. Anyway, turned out amazing. Um, but they had chose inspiration and I was kind of like, oh gosh, like all this work. I felt like I wanted to put like seven layers of legend on it, but not really. If Michael Hill, if you're listening, that was totally a joke, but um, it was kind of scary. But so I did two layers of inspiration and I can honestly say that that was just, it looked bonkers for anybody that saw the video. That was totally unedited, no filters. That is what it looked like in real life pulling out of my garage. It was bonkers. Um, and it really, like, I felt like that was the canvas that made me just realize how much I've always loved Inspiration Classic. It is just such a great coding. Um, you know, not that Legend wouldn't have looked amazing as well, but it was, you know, sometimes I think that that's one of my things with customers is I tell them, you know, Legend, it adds a lot more depth and, and it does, but, um, I don't know, something about the inspiration on that paint looked amazing. Absolutely crazy amazing um and so i just cindy, cindy was your second coat uh sold no actually i did two inspiration because okay. i was just nervous about this paint the paint is so soft that i just really wanted to do two layers and i don't normally do that you know that i am always a base plus soul um but i did two layers of inspiration just because i was nervous but i think that was the right call on that vehicle um, just because it is so soft and I know that they're going to take it through car washes again. Um, but it was funny because I had a longtime customer who's been a customer for 12 years. Um, she was waiting for the shop to be empty because she was trying to pull her car in for my daughter. And so she was standing at the end of the driveway when, um, when the Defender customer pulled it out. And she looked at me and went, wow. <laughs> like that was crazy it looked so crazy so crazy and then i almost had a little tear in my eye while i was driving away because it was you know out in the real world but um so that's my product for last week i i used inspiration on two separate cars um what was the other one i did last week with inspiration you did another rover didn't you no what was it shoot i can't remember um i'll think of it anyway i did two inspiration classics last week and and i just so I just still love that product. And if anybody knows my past history, it hasn't always been a love of that product. So, um, yeah, I love well, it. Well, I tell you, you know, Sydney, with, with you talk about uh, doing a coating on a car and finishing it and looking at it and just, just being astonished and how stunning it can look when you're done. And I say this in, in every class that I've taught, ceramic coating class that I've taught at PNS, um, that every time we do a step on the car, it looks amazingly better. And then you get to the end and you go, how is that even possible that it looks that good compared to what it was when we brought it in? And I think that's just a testament to the quality of, of the, um, the paint correcting and enhancing products that PNS has and also the coatings and they just work really well and they really bring out that stunning look. And that's a great, that's a Bob term. Bob Phillips came up with that term and I'm absolutely grabbing it. But, um, you know, when you're talking to your customers about, well, what's, what are some of the benefits of a coating? Well, we know the main benefits protection, but one, <clears throat> one of them, and I really encourage you to use that, that kind of a term, it looks stunning when we're done. And when we got done on Saturday, it looked stunning twice. Yeah. Two Corvettes. Yeah. We, had, yeah. we had a red Corvette and a gray Corvette. And they, they really did come out 
really amazing. One of them was a '96. So, was that uh, a was that a little red Corvette? That, that was a <laughs> little red. It's my music background. Sorry, guys. Okay. So I get it. On that note, I do want to give credit to my guy Kirby. That is Kirby. Uh, he is out of the Texas area, and he was with us this week uh, in um, Dallas for the, yes. the, the show. Uh, I want to give another shout-out to a friend of mine who got home a little earlier than me, lucky son of a gun, uh, and that was Joe Kimbo, who came down from Seattle uh, yes. area to spend the week with us and also go to the coding class. So uh, really appreciated having him in the class, being a car captain with us and helping us out. So uh, I've been obviously going through the good mornings. The usual cast of characters are here. Terry, good to see you. Jamie, thank you for the good mornings. TRC, dude, we love you guys. Thank you for having uh, having our backs and saying good morning. Um, I'm just going to bounce through these as quick as I can and let Romero, you know. Terry. Yeah, they went to my class. All right. They did. Yeah. Good nice. morning, everyone. Eddie's yeah. in Idaho. Josh. Wow. Fast Eddie's. Anthony's here. Hi, hey, Anthony. Oh, I'll tell you what the highlight of that class was. Anthony's father-in-law, he oh, didn't yeah. barbecue hamburgers. He smoked the hamburgers. Oh, nice. And you haven't had a hamburger until it's been smoked by Hurlis. Hurlis oh, is, is a magician, and that food was so good. Oh, my gosh. I would have gone all the way there just for that. That's awesome. Now we know what it takes, Sydney. Now we know what it takes. So, yeah. Um, good morning awesome. from the Willamette Valley. I'm right there with you. There we go. Fans <clears throat> yeah. of the TRC. And we got lots nice. of folks on this morning. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So we're right. hey guys, we are ready for questions and comments. Yeah. So. All the good mornings. Um, you might not be to it yet, but Tony uh, saves the day in the comments. It was a Ford Maverick that I did with inspiration also, which was cool because um, it was that, what do they call it? Cactus gray, oh, I think. Samantha. Yes. Um, it was cactus gray and it, it turned out amazing too. It was a Ford Maverick trimmer. I didn't even know they made those. Crazy. Yes, Eddie, I saw Eddie say Idaho got taken to church last night. That's no joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of the snow. Like my whole backyard is covered in snow right now. I'm so tired of it. Look at Look at that. Hey, I Samantha. Samantha Gnarly. Sweden's on. Hi, Samantha. Nice. Nice and toasty. Okay, Jamie. <laughs> he does have the humidity, though, and I think I would trade him a few days of snow for humidity. Uh -huh. You know, we talk about that uh, on the coding side. Um, we were at, that was a question we got actually got asked that I never thought we'd get asked in Dallas, Texas. But how cold can you go when you apply a coating? Uh, because it was in the 40s when we got there that morning. So um, why don't you guys answer that question? There's the first question of the day. How cold is how too cold? cold for coding? Um, you know, I've. I would say, what what is it, about 40 degrees? I mean, I've not done it outside where it's been, you know, I mean, it's been that cold outside, but I'm in inside. And I've probably done it when my shop is 50 and it's totally fine. But I would think it's probably, you know, if you're outside or in a totally uncontrolled environment, probably around 40. But you know what, honestly, I hear this question a lot. And you know what's honestly the most important thing is, the temperature of the panels also. Um, so 
if you have a car that's been outside overnight and it's freezing 20 degrees and you've got it inside and it's not a whole lot warmer in your shop, you're going to have a little bit more trouble because it's really the temperature of the surface is going to affect the coating more than the air temperature. I think especially when it's cold, once we get into the heat, then it could be more the air because of the flash time. But really when it's cold, it's going to be more the temperature of the panel. So, um, you know, if you can somehow warm the panels up, so wash it with, you know, hot water, all of that, try to warm it up as best you can. Um, and then I think probably, you know, I mean, I would just say as long as the panel is not below freezing, you should be fine. Yeah, I like to say 50 is kind of a target temperature for the shop and, and at, at the at, on the low end, but mm-hmm. we've done them lower. Um, it, they just take a little longer and you, you work smaller areas. So yeah. um, I want to reply to Handy Danny here before we bounce on to more good mornings. Uh, Danny, I have not gotten back to everybody. I've done a little survey of the Northwest here. I will be doing a, a certification program for both coding and for the IDA stuff uh, this spring. I just haven't nailed down where we're going to do it. Probably be McMinnville. And my schedule got blown up uh, for next, this coming week. We won't even get into that. Um, but it'll probably be late March before we get there. So be patient with us. We will get something on the books here soon. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my uh, detailing friends from Denmark on the call. Thank you very much. I'll tell you, my mother uh, was the first generation born um, here in in America. Her parents um, emigrated from Denmark and my daughter currently resides in Germany. So I'm going to have to visit her. So I'm going to have to take a day trip at least at some point in the next couple of years. So we'll come up and visit. And then also uh, want to say hello to Sarah Riles. <clears throat> Sarah, you're terrific. She, uh, I met Sarah in Iowa at MCK uh, when I did a, um, a class. Actually, we, we chatted on the phone before the class, and I encouraged her to go. And she's totally on board with P&S and with the IDA, and she's doing a great job in her detail business. Uh, you know, we can't, we can't encourage people enough to get involved it changes your business. Can I tell you exactly how and, and uh, how it's going to happen? No. But if you're not involved, you don't know what's going on out there and you don't know what other people are doing. It's really important to get involved. And I think Sarah would agree that the fact that she got involved instead of just sticking in her, in her hometown um, has really changed her business a lot. Yep. Yep. So we are now on the product question. So guess Very what? Cool. You're on your own. This is a great question. Um, so, whoa. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> what product should a detailer start with? So, um, so I'll start and then we'll go back and forth, Prentice. So I think number one, um, obviously, well, start with. I'm going to jump ahead because there's obviously ones that you should probably start with first, but I'm going to say the carpet system. I think that our carpet system, it literally, it, it, it sets you apart from other detailers that don't use it um, by far. Um, the carpet system is absolutely amazing. You're going to get out far more stains and the customer is going to have a better longer term experience with it. Um, just because, you know, we neutralize the, um, carpet bomber and all that. It just, it looks better. It's just, it makes you feel like a magician. It literally does. What do you think, Prentice? What's one that you say would say somebody would need to start with? Um, I would say express interior. I just love that. You know, if you're using, 
if you're using an all-purpose or general-purpose cleaner to clean the inside of the car and you spray it, it makes you cough if you breathe it in and um, kind of smells the next day after you're done. You can smell chemical. You need to switch to Express Interior. It is amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to use, before I knew about Express Interior, <clears throat> but I still was into the PNS line, I used EnviroClean. And mm -hmm. now, um, I mean, that doesn't even make sense to me except on those cars that are really, really yeah. trash, deep, yeah. deep uh, grime. We had a, a 2011 BMW, um, mm -hmm. uh, and it was just just beige interior, and the seats were so bad. And yeah. we tried Express, and it, you know, even with scrub brushes, it yeah. didn't get it all out. So that's when you go to that. But I'll tell you what, Express Interior is a, a phenomenal cleaner. And I love to remind people that, um, you know, as you're cleaning the plastic, vinyl, and leather panels with Express, if you see a little drip of coffee between the seats, you don't have to do the whole carpet system on that. Just right. give it a squirt of express. Yeah. It'll take most of it out with your towel right there. So, yep, totally, yep. totally. Cool. Um, another one I think um, is obviously Brake Buster. Um, assuming you're going to be doing exteriors, I think Brake Buster. Um, and really, I think this one's for the versatility because while you're building up your supply, you can use Brake Buster for a lot of other things like cleaning the floor mats, you know, rubber floor mats. You can use it to get bugs off. You can use it as a pre-treat, um, you know, for the lower panels if you've got a lot of grime. So not only can you use it on the wheels and tires, it is one of those products that in a pinch or when you don't have <clears throat> all of your supplies built up, you can use Brake Buster for a lot of different things too, and it's perfectly safe to do that. So I think Brake Buster is definitely one that you would want to add. Okay, one more print. Well, well, let me let me just add a couple things about Brake yeah. Buster. If you've got really crusty yellow headlights, but the customer mm -hmm. doesn't want to pay for a full, full restoration, mm -hmm. during your prep wash, spray some Brake Buster on that, and you'll mm -hmm. see a lot of that stuff melt right off. And then you can come yeah. back with your buffer and give it a quick buff to bring out the bring totally. out some of the clarity. It's yeah. also great on uh, older white vehicles around the badges. If they've got a bunch yeah. of junk coat in the badges, you got to be careful with it because it is, you know, it is a pretty strong cleaner, but um, usually those kinds of cars, the paint's so bad yeah. anyway that you're not going to make it look worse. And you just spray around the badges, let it sit for a minute, come back with a toothbrush or your favorite, um, you know, yeah. toothbrush style detail brush, and it'll knock a lot of that dirt and junk out of there for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next question. Printed. This I love this question. Printus, what old product do you miss that's no longer in the lineup? <sighs> Me. <laughs> Actually, that's an interesting comment that I just made. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, uh, well, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm a pretty much a double black guy. Um, be before double black came into existence, that's kind of when when me and and uh, and and Bob Phillips and Dave Phillips really got together, um, so um, I, I I can't say that I have a lot of experience with the with the previous lineup. So what about you, Sydney? Well, <clears throat> um, as most of you know, most of them I've pushed to bring back. So <laughs> yeah. get my kind of get my way on that. But let's see, what's one that I would like to still bring back? Um. You know, I'm a big fan of the tree sap remover, and I don't think there's a big push for that one. I'm a huge fan of it. I use it all the time. Um, I love the tree sap remover. And, hmm. And you know, with the tree sap remover, the trick is to take that flip cap off and just put a, a sprayer into spray it. Water. Spray. Yeah. 
Yep. That way you can spray the the uh, the little drops of um, tree yep. sap and, and let them sit for a little bit before you wipe them off with an old towel. Yeah. And you want to know, you know, because me, I like to pair a product with a tool. And I think my favorite tool that I use with the tree sap remover, um, and I'm saying this because we just brought them in and, and you can get them at PNS now, but the... Um, the uh oh shoot now i just forgot the, the bug scrubber from the rag oh, company yeah. what's yeah, that yep. called jersey bug scrubber jersey bug scrubber <laughs> i just forgot it the jersey bug scrubber that thing and you put the tar remover or the uh tree sap remover which works on tar um the tree sap remover on that and it just pulls everything off and so because I just said it, it's not really a tar remover. We actually have a tar remover, but I always kind of grab the, the tree sap remover first and see if I can get it off with that just because it is so much more gentle and mild than the actual tar remover. Um, the tar remover is great, but sometimes I don't like to use it because if I'm going to be claying the car with the clay towel, that can cause an issue. So um, I like to use the tree sap remover first. And a lot of times that will take it off. And I really love that product. And paired with the Jersey bug scrubber, you can almost get anything off. Love yeah. it. So I have a product here. Okay. Uh -oh. Platinum cut. We still have platinum finished. We don't have platinum cut anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's because we've evolved a little bit on the comp. But I, I really enjoyed that compound. We were in the early days of large throw DAs. Uh, and figuring out how to use them and what pads, that was just a great product. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be the one I miss that we don't have anymore. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, uh, well, I can't say, actually. Um, it worked great, but I can't say. <laughs> what are you talking about? The question, um, what did you use oh. for your one step? I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> Keith, you can move on to the next question. <laughs> hey, we, we, de we detailers, yeah. even though we're big PNS fans, we, we all have a couple of go-to favorites in special situations, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. And, and we encourage that. We know that. It may have not been a PNS product, and it may have been a PNS product. Oh. But either way, I can't say. Oh, is it could something new maybe <laughs> princess you're not helping my i'm sorry pause here she can't say <laughs> got it we're not gonna play are you hot and cold Tony, uh, yes, thank you it was a ford maverick that's so funny that you can remember what i did but i can't that's awesome um alex happy monday everybody it's almost march yay thanks for tuning in from canada alex i got a box at my house for you this weekend i'm so excited um Alex is coming to Boise from Canada for TRCMA and some stuff arrived for him. So I'm excited about that. Um, Edward, good morning from Ed Hirsch, PNS distributor, Eureka, California. Several of my new car dealers have been asking if the PNS mobile detailing specialist will be coming up here. Who's that? Is that you, Prentice? Mm, what? Who's the PNS mobile detailing specialist will be coming up here? Oh, uh, I don't think it's me. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who what's your, who what that is. That would you know be you, Prentice. Yes, that would be. You. <laughs> I think he's referring oh. to the PNS trainer. Um, the mo probably the mobile detailing trainer specialist. Yes. Oh yes. Yes, I. We're going to address years, that later in the show, Ed. <laughs> I spent I spent many years as a mobile detailer. I can help. All right. 
Good morning, everyone. We all love, we love you guys. What about knockoff versus breakbuster? Handy Danny says. Oh, he'll get to that. Keith likes oh. to go through each. Oh, I got you. Okay. I don't know. I don't, sorry. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know the program. You're fine. Sometimes Sometimes you good morning. Causing trouble. Good morning. Pascal looks like he's not from around here. So I'm just throwing well, that out. Well, thanks for joining us. Yes. Um, oh, Terry Foreman. I'm a three time Prentice student. That's so awesome. He must be an yeah. awful teacher if he. Terry's probably that. going for like the record and how many uh, PNS classes and events he can attend. Wait a minute, Terry, you've been through two of my classes and you came back again? <laughs> Nacho man in the house. No, Terry's a great guy. <clears throat> Love working with him. Too funny. All right. From Steve. Hey, question about bead maker. Can it be applied over marine ceramic on a bass boat? Absolutely. Sure. Yep, you would use it the same way you do on a vehicle. Sarah saying good morning. Uh, that Bob's was in the house. Bob Phillips. What's up, kids? Look at you, Prentice. You're one of the kids. I'm one of the kids. Yay. <laughs> I think it's only because I'm like one year younger than Bob. <laughs> so we got Jason, Jason Barker, Barker here. That's awesomeness. Thanks for joining us, Jason. That's so nice. Um, okay, Nacho Man says, I'm having issues in Texas. My garage seems to be getting moisture in there. Um, yeah, so humidity is a problem, and it's a real problem when you're working, I know. Um, you probably know way more than me. Um that's a tough one. So I think that, you know, and I don't know how those portable dehumidifiers work. They can um, work pretty darn well. Yeah. I know I had one in my garage last year, but I had to leave it on AC the whole time. So I never got to run it as a dehumidifier, but um, I would maybe look into one of those. Um, that's just a tough thing to battle, but I think that's probably going to be your only option is to try a dehumidifier. Um, I do think that those machines are probably like anything else. If you buy one machine that does all of it, it may not do everything as well as it can. So I would maybe buy a dedicated dehumidifier that's specifically meant for that. Um, Keith, you used to be in Texas. Do, do you have any suggestions for people on? Well, first don't wash the car in the garage. So yeah. if you, even if you're doing a rinseless process, stop doing that in the garage, do it outside. Yeah. Uh, I know that means direct sunlight and the high heat for, for Texas, but we have this little window that starts end of March and goes through about the middle of June with the humidity. And then it kind of dries out a little But Yeah. Stop, stop washing inside the garage in Sydney. You've seen that it makes a oh, huge yeah. difference to not oh, wash in the garage. Yeah. Even if you're doing a rinseless process, that'll take some of the humidity out. But yeah, then the other part is you, you probably do want to get a, a dehumidifier. They make a huge difference, especially in a small space. They're pretty efficient. You know, the other thing I found that was a problem last year is because I really battled this last year because I do wash in the garage and I can't, I don't really have an option not to. Um, but one thing I found that was kind of um, burning me in the middle of the night was I was leaving my buckets full of water. And when it's, you know, warm outside and stuff, those buckets of water just became steam pots. So make sure you empty out all your buckets at night too. Don't leave your buckets of water sitting in your shop. I think that probably adds to it. I know for me it did. When I when I started dumping them out at night, it actually got significantly better. <clears throat> All right. Josh Pierce has a PNS ceramic coating certification on Saturday, March 4th, which is this coming Saturday in Iowa City. He has one spot left. So if, if you are anywhere near there, reach out to Josh. He puts on an absolutely amazing class. Maybe safe to say he might be better than the three of us. <laughs> He's got a great facility too. For he sure. does. He's amazing. He's amazing. All right. Nacho man. Not sure what's going on. I had to pull off 
all my stuff off the wall so I can inspect for any leaks, but the weather's been crazy. Yeah, you have had crazy weather in Texas for sure. Um, does extreme temperature changes change or disrupt the curing process? Meaning you coat it, it sits in warm 60 to 70 degrees shop overnight and then goes outside in five degrees. Man. Um, I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it's, I it's probably not, so. probably not ideal, but I, I don't yeah. think it changes the curing process. It might, it might affect the curing time. And I'm yeah. actually not sure which way it would go, but I think it would slow it down a little bit. Yeah. I think it would slow it down a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, 70 to five might be a little bit, that's a pretty big, but you know, it's going to take time for the panel to get down to five degrees. So I think it's fine. Cause again, that's going to come back to the panel temperature. So, you know, I think that probably more importantly, what I like to tell my customers is if it's the car's been, you know, 60 degrees in my shop the whole day, I've coated it. And I'm one that I usually send them um, because right. I work in my own personal home garage and you know, I don't have the luxury of keeping cars for several days um, or sometimes even not overnight. So I usually send them. So if I send a vehicle and it's only been, you know, an hour or two since I've coded it three hours, um, if they're going to, if they park the vehicle outside, then I will usually keep it overnight for sure. What I don't want to happen is for it to go out and sit in 25 degree weather consistently overnight or for the day. So the moisture I like, or do. Yeah. So I like, I like it to sit in that 60 to 70 for a good 12 hours or so for sure. Um, so that's the only time I keep them is if they don't, if it's not going straight from my garage to their garage, I usually keep them. Um, you know, and I know that there's a lot of people like, why do you let it go? Well, cause most of my customers live within like a three mile radius of me. So it's not like they're driving, you know, an hour to get their car home. So I do release quite a few cars as soon as I'm done, but usually with the intention that they're going and putting it in their own garage. So, um, I would say though, if it's five degrees outside, and it's within the first 12 to 24 hours. You know, if you can keep it longer, maybe do. That's a pretty big swing. But um, yeah, it shouldn't affect it too much. So it's really more that panel. panel. Uh, I, tell, I tell the customers that um, I just kind of make it part of the part of the uh, chat about the coding process and how long it's going to take. I say, I got to have the car for two days. Mm -hmm. And I may not have it for the entire second day, but. I just really like to have control of that vehicle yeah. for a good 24 hours if possible. Yep. Cool. All right. Andy Danny says, I am in a totally uncontrolled climate. And while I haven't had the luxury of a covering and it's been freezing, it's just trial and error for all products. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I used to work outside and I just made everything work. I mean, I just figured, I figured out what worked. Um, so I worked outside for two full winters. Um, actually during one of the worst winters that Boise had, I was fully outside and I just, I made it work. Um, you know, I figured out sometimes I would, um, you know, there were certain products I kept like a bucket of hot water that I would, you know, keep some products in hot water just so that they didn't freeze. Um, I just was creative. I just made it work. Yeah. Turn the car on. <laughs> yeah. Turn the car on. Um, yeah. All right, Jamie. Um, yes, Randy did post quite the teaser with an unlabeled bottle. And that was not what I used on my one step. I will say that. <laughs> um, that was something different, which is fun. Uh, Nacho man. I notice moisture when I come 
when I went to clean the windows. Yeah, the windows. That's that's a tough one when you have humidity. The windows. Um, I have had that issue. You wipe them and they look great, and then you walk back a few minutes later and they're hazed over. Um, I'm not sure what to say about that. That's just that that just you need fresh air. You need to get that humidity yeah. out of there. Yeah. Um, Handy Danny, you don't know a detailer's expertise until it's 28 degrees and even express freezes on a door panel. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm such a wimp. My expertise is, can we reschedule? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to think back of all the stuff I used to do. It was crazy. Yeah. It was oh, crazy. gosh. Especially um, on, on a mobile basis. You know, yeah. The things yeah. you do to get things done. Yeah. Desperation. <laughs> um, so this was in regards to the products people should start with. Um, Nacho Man says, I would say breakbuster for the simple fact that you should be doing your wheels first on any detail. So I feel, yeah, I, th I mean, I do my wheels first, but you know, sometimes things happen and, and you have to do them out of order, but yeah, usually always ideal. Um, handy Danny dreams without goals are just dreams and inevitably fuel disappointment. Facts. It's a good statement. <laughs> um, with daily drivers on the road through this crazy weather, what is a good PNS alkaline pre-spray with that foams? Um, have used EnviroClean, but haven't tried to foam it. So foam it because that is absolutely the best pre-spray that we have is EnviroClean and you can foam it. So mm -hmm. definitely try that. Good stuff. Right. Oh, had screen issues. <laughs> um, yes. To, yep. Yeah. To get where you want, you got to go through yep. things that you don't like. Um, so handy dandy, carnauba hand wax or bead maker for short-term protection and repellency. I'm bead just maker. bead maker for sure. Um, carnauba hand wax. Um, I'm not really sure that I would say for me, in my opinion, in all the products that I deal with, you know, carnauba hand wax provides a lot in the visual sense. You know, it, it does a great job at like filling some scratches. Um, it does a great job giving deep glow, but I don't know that I would ever... Well, I guess it must protect a little bit because that's all my parents ever used. But um, yeah, if you're looking for protection, just go with bead maker for sure. You're getting all the good, all the good stuff. All right, Josh Pierce, this was in relation to um, what product would you like to come back? And so full throttle polish, um, although it hasn't went away, it's a very underrated product that needs to get in the hands of more detailers. Absolutely true. Um, I use full throttle more than any of the other polishes or compounds that we make. And this wow. was on suggestion of Josh. Um, and it is amazing. I love full throttle. Absolutely love full throttle. Awesome. Um, knockoff or brake buster. I live in a rural town and deal with hammered wheels. So I use iron buster and brake buster in an IK sprayer and that usually works. Um, so that's a great combination. Um, Prentice, have you been able to use knockoff very much? I have not tested knockoff and I could not tell you uh, a knockoff is really designed more for high production. Yeah. I believe it's a bit stronger than break buster, but I'm not really talking out of expertise on that. Yeah. So Keith? knockoff and I see Keith in here cause he's going to stop me from, go ahead. No, no, go, 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 go. So knockoff and break buster. So they're totally different. And I laugh online when I see people say that they're the same product. Cause I'm like, clearly you have not used them. They are, nowhere near the same. I mean, not even, I don't even think they share any family members. Um, so knockoff 
is in the chemtrol line and it was like Corinna said, it was created to be a high production wheel cleaner. Um, for me, I don't care for it much. I think that when it's in a really high dilution, it works fine. It works great. But for me, it's all like the visual and the feedback. I like Breakbuster. I like the foaming. I like the workability of it. I like that it goes on tires and does such a great job. Um, so just the visual feedback that I get from Breakbuster, I much prefer over knockoff. Um, I do in my shop, I go through a lot of knockoff, which sounds so funny. But what I do with it is knockoff is what goes in my wheel cleaning bucket. So I pre-treat the wheels with whatever, crystal wash, brake buster, iron buster, whatever I'm doing, but I use knockoff in a more diluted form in my wheel bucket. And that gives me that extra, you know, it keeps all of my brushes clean and it just gives me, you know, then the solution that I'm putting on the wheel with the brush, it gives me that little bit extra cleaning power. And that's how I like to use it, but I don't use knockoff as a standalone wheel cleaner. So to answer that question. Yeah, I'm that's really smart. So, so that way, every time you put your, your brushes back into the bucket and move yeah. to a different wheel, they're getting cleaned. Yeah. It kind of pulls out some of that grime and stuff mm -hmm. out of the, out of the brushes. So that's the process that works for me. Um, <clears> I do go through a lot of knockoff, which is funny because, um, yeah, it's not my favorite wheel cleaner, but I like it in that way. <laughs> It's in the chemtrail. That's why she uses it. Um, yeah. right. <laughs> so knockoff is just a higher dilution rate alkaline wheel cleaner. Um, brake buster is brake buster because of what, what it's in it and what it's made of. Um, but knockoff is just a more traditional high pH wheel cleaner designed to, to be used on a, a faster basis. Um, it's, it's not a one or the other is better. It's just whichever one you prefer. So yeah. Um, that's really the difference between them. It is certainly not the only thing they bear in, in resemblance is they're both purple. That's it. That's all you got. So, all right, here's the three time loser of the Prentice Academy. No, three time winner. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have Terry beat. I am a three time Prentice trainee and two or three time intern in his trainings among other PNS trainings. Nice. Yeah. Ramiro's nice, terrific. Nice. He's a great, great guy. Thank you <laughs> for all your help. And Mike, I'm sure this is directed at Terry. I can't believe he stayed awake. He always needs a nap. <laughs> they always are giving Terry a hard time. <laughs> hey, I take naps too. Terry, Terry and I, uh, we spoon. I'm the bigger spoon. Yeah. So Eddie says to Nacho, get a dehumidifier. I wash in my garage and it stays at 40% all day long. Very nice. Yep. Um, did this mystery step do any priming? No. Nope. <clears throat> nope. You know, I'm going to have to talk to Dave more about that. I know that there's lots of these primer polishes out there and stuff, and there's polishes that say that they prime and all that. But, you know, you get such mixed reviews on whether that's a good idea or not. Um, I have a couple. You know, I think they do okay, but I don't know. You know, they seem okay now when I do it. They seem okay in a year, but long term, is it okay? I'm not really sure. Um, so, but if somebody could make a polish that filled all the scratches and that you could ceramic coat over it, that would be amazing. And Gordon McCall's here. Good hey, morning, Gordon. Gordon. Hey, how are you? A team right here. Wow. <laughs> how many times have you been to Gordon's event, Prentice? Oh gosh, I think it's three or four. Nice. It's really, really fun. Yep. I've been. Three. He's a terrific guy too. Yes. Awesome. Steve also wanted to say the 59 Ford Galaxy I did with PNS products turned out amazing. That is awesome. Nice. I feel like I saw that. 
Very cool. I love working on old cars. It's almost that time. I have a, um, I'm just going to say this because I just thought about it. I have a, like a 1970 Challenger coming in next week for a coating. Oh. I cannot wait. It's so amazing. What color? Um, it's like burgundy. Nice. So pretty. All right. Fast Eddie said, with the cold Iowa wet winter weather, I've been keeping the car one extra day. That way I have some control over the curing time. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I think that's a great idea. Like I said, I send them because my customers' garages are very close and I only have one place to work. So, um, but yes, if you have the ability to keep them, keep them for sure. Um, Cardinals in the house. Yes. Gabriel. Good morning, Gabriel. Replying to Gordon McCall, and that includes yourself, Mr. McCall. Yes, Mr. McCall is part of the PNSA team for sure. Yeah. Fido's fiber only customer. What would you recommend for protection on fresh paint? Um, oh. I'm a nothing. Yeah, you, you, the paint's got to gas out. I'm a, you have to just be really careful. Yeah. Yeah, fresh yeah you paint, don't want to put anything on there. Probably, you don't want to put wax. Uh, you for sure don't want to put bead maker, anything, you know, a sealant or anything with SiO2 in it, it's going to seal up those pores and not allow the gas to, or the paint to off gas. So just be careful. I've heard different, different lengths of time, 30 days, yeah. 60 days, 90 days. I would talk to the, yeah. to the painter and see what they recommend. Yeah. Jamie, my garage is always wet. <laughs> it's a bottle sweating good time. I bet. Oh, Keith, Keith mentioned if you, if you need to make the paint look better, after it's been painted, you could use velocity glaze, which oh, yeah. is, doesn't really seal anything in. It just right. it, it fills in some imperfections. Yes. Yep. All right. It's been 20 degrees here in, is that Massachusetts? I'm bad with my initials. Um, I've sat on two cars yes. for three days to make sure it secures. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah Boston, Ma. Good deal. Carrie says, I'm looking forward to your IDA presentation next month, Sydney. I've got some trashed upholstery seats to do, and I just got the three-step bomber terminator and finisher. Any tips to get the seats clean? So, yes, two things. So, one, um, I do, and I need to post this in the Beadmaker Lounge, but I um, am doing the webinar for the IDA next month. Um, I believe it's around the 15th. I can't remember, but um, it's called uh, Diva in the Details. So um, I chose that title because um, I'm not really a diva, but um, some of the things I do, you know, people laugh and say that I'm being a diva, but it's, it's honestly just time is money, right? It's working smarter, not harder. Like it's all that stuff. So it's just cool tips and tricks to save you time, get things done faster, have a better finish, all that kind of stuff. So um, watch out for that. If you're an IDA member, um, that will be coming up in a couple weeks and it will be a lot of fun. It's Second the third, third, third Thursday. And, and I okay. will just add that. Yes. Sydney is not a diva except with the coffee. Yeah. Hey, I've done a pretty good job not complaining about this. That's but it's true. Horrible. You've only mentioned <laughs> it two or three times now. <laughs> um, okay. So then go, so back to, um, you have the stain system. So that is all you need. That is, um, what you need right there. So what I would do if the carpets and stuff are trashed, you want to make sure that you have a really good interior scrub brush. Um, so one of the, I don't know how to describe this, but they're about a two inch by two inch square, you know, with a handle, um, with some stiff bristles, you want at least that most. I think they're called carpet be, brushes actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, most ideally is going to be either the drill brush or the brush attachment that goes on your, um, polisher. If you have one, um, People go back and forth. I prefer the drill brush. Um, you know, those are, they're only like six or $7. 
and one will last you forever. Um, so I would definitely make sure you have that with the stain system. And then, um, you know, you're either going to want an extractor or a steamer or something to help remove the, um, the dirt. If it's really, really dirty, you're going to want to use an extractor. Um, you know, the steamers are great and we can get away with those a lot of times, but if there's truly dirt and soda and stuff in those seats, you're going to want an extractor. Um, and when I say that, what I do with the extractor is I will clean with the three-part system, which we have several videos on our PNS YouTube channel that are great to see how to use that three-part system. But once you've gotten this, you know, the system worked in and somehow now you need to get it back out. Um, I like to take actually a spray bottle with absolute and, you know, spray back over the area. And then I just use the extractor almost like a dry vacuum. I don't, I'm not putting more solution. I promise you that's not going to help and not going to be your friend. So, um, I use an additional bottle of either absolute or, you know, you could use an extractor shampoo if you really wanted, but I would spray it on top with like an IK sprayer or something like that, and then use the extractor to extract out, but I'm not adding more liquid into the situation. So, um, but go watch all of our carpet cleaning videos on our YouTube. There's some great ones there that will certainly help you through that process. So, and feel free to reach out, um, offline as well to me and I'm happy to oh, help. Chemtrol. Can I take Chemtrol. this one? How is it holding up? Is it worth the price for high volume shots? So I, I've had my control now going on three years. Um, I would never give it up. I absolutely adore my control. Love it, love it, love it. Um, and you guys know I'm a single operator in my garage, not a high volume shop. You know, my true view honestly gets, re, you know, refilled once a year. Um, but so primarily the side of my chemtrol that gets used is I run absolute through it, which I cannot tell you how cool that is having absolute on tap. Um, you know, my brake buster, uh, what, a, oh, obviously the knockoff comes off that side pearl. Um, so all of my soaps are on the high flow side that has the bucket fill that thing right there, the bucket fill worth that makes the chemtrol worth it alone. Then on the bottle fill side though, I mean, I have my carpet bomber running through there. I have EnviroClean. I have my um, Tempest from the Chemtrol line, which I go through so much of that. I probably refill that every other day. Um, so just even for me, who I'm not really worried about <clears throat> controlling chemical usage or dilution, I'm not dealing with employees and stuff. I still just, I love it. I truly, truly love it. It, it makes my life so much easier. And, you know, filling the bottles, not having to get a funnel, not having to pay attention to what dilution everything is. Everything's just right there. I don't even have to think about it. Um, you guys know, you guys will ask, what are you running this at? And I'm like, I have no idea. It's been in there in three years. Um, so I absolutely love the chemtrol. Um, it's holding up great. I do think that I have run into a few challenges, which I actually called Keith about this weekend. My um, true view tip is clogged because I literally only fill it up, you know, once a year. So like the actual, like the whole spray bottle. Right. Um, and so I need to do some maintenance now after three years. I just need to clean my lines and clean my um, float valves and stuff. But otherwise, absolutely amazing. Love the chemtrol. Huge fan of it. So as somebody who works with a lot of high production detail operations like, mm -hmm. like uh, dealerships, in fact, I get on a plane in an hour and a half to go to New Jersey to spend eight yeah. days at a dealership training. Wow. Holy cow. Um, I will say that um, one of the biggest challenges at high production shops or high volume shops is getting everybody to do the right dilution mm -hmm. when they're refilling bottles. Yeah. And when you have a system like Chemtrol, that all goes 
by the wayside. You don't have any more of those issues because it's controlled by the machine, by the device. Um, so I really do recommend it. It's going to save you, you know, whatever you pay to get the chemtroll, you're going to get that money back in a matter of a couple of months in, in chemical mm -hmm. savings. And then the chemicals are properly diluted in the way that you want them to be diluted in your shop. Mm -hmm. um, that way there's, there's no guesswork to it. It really cuts down the guesswork. Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right. Tony says wheels can go last on absolute maintenance washes. Fresh five gallon bucket does interior, exterior wheels in that order. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And with Love the handy dandy ultra cold paint sealant is my go-to for anybody that doesn't want, um, doesn't want a, a, a coating. Yep. Yep. Good morning. Clarence the detailer enjoyed the class Saturday. That was good to see you. Multiple mystery bottles. We got events coming up. We got to make stuff, right? <laughs> Steve, to refer to full throttle, I was just advised by PNS to use it on a bass boat. I have to detail. Perfect. Yeah. Full throttle is amazing. So um, full throttle, I think the thing that I love the most is that it, the wipe off is so easy. So it does a lot of correction. Um, and for me, I found that full throttle is very adjustable depending on what pad you use. Um, and I know that's obviously like a, a commonly known thing, but I feel like it's one that you definitely see the difference, you know, between the different pads. Yes. Um, full throttle and the buff and shine blueberry pad is probably what I use 85% of the time. I, I love that combo. It's awesome. Um, Chad says I have knockoff, but rarely use it when I have brake buster. Crystal wash. We were going to do my rental this weekend, but didn't get a chance. Heard it's great to remove light water spotting. Um, yeah, it can. Um, you know, it, I haven't, I haven't really put it to the test on actual water spots. Um, but I do know that I use crystal wash to clean out in between the emblems, like Prentice was talking about earlier that, um, in the same way that, you know, a heavier acid to clean those emblems work, crystal wash works great a lot of the time. So, um, that's Joe out. Kimmel, by the way. So, okay. Thanks uh, for chiming in, Joe. Good to see you on the show. So his name shows up. <clears throat> we were we were gonna do it, but uh, <laughs> we just didn't we didn't get there. So um, it's not really part of our formatted program, Sydney, that we've run right. for a number of years now with the coding class. Right. But I, we got to integrate it, I think, going forward. So we we may yeah. have to do, do a little tweak to our class. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Um. That's a good idea versus Pearl. I'm not sure what that might be in relation to. I didn't see when that one came in. Um, Sarah, this is a great question. Um, so not a chemical question, but going from detailing at home to going into a building, is there an insurance difference that I can still use error and omissions? Do I need to have more that just in case the customers leave their vehicle overnight? It's not my building. So this is... Um, definitely you'll want to meet with your insurance agent and they will probably issue a totally separate policy. Um, because you know, I think for home, it's usually garage keepers. I think it might still be garage keepers in a building. It's garage keepers. So I did an article on insurance, um, oh, cool. a number of years ago, you can probably find it online if you search for it. And I think I did put it in auto laundry news and it kind of goes over all of the different insurances that you need to have if you have a building you're going to have to have building insurance and business insurance and definitely garage keepers as well yeah and so what i did um is i actually 
when I went through with my insurance agent on what everything was covered, that was one of the questions I asked is what if I keep the customer's car overnight and something happens to it, you know, overnight. And so I just, they added in a special writer, you know, they just made sure they put that in there and it was just like what they called a special writer. So I had three things that were kind of out of the norm. Um, and well, that's so, if it's at your house, if it's in a building, yeah. your garage keepers is going to cover that. Right. Well, I have garage keepers here too, but it didn't cover it overnight because which it was an, it was a gray area because like if, for instance, my house burned down. So it was one of those situations where they said, well, if the car was stolen, then your garage keepers would cover it. If your house burns down, then it was like a gray area. So that's what I kind of went through all these like crazy scenarios. What if the garage door unit falls on it in the middle of the night, what covers it? You know, I kind of went through all these scenarios. And so mm -hmm. that, that was just, you know, I would, uh, Sarah, that's what I would do is I would write down all the scenarios that you worry about and just run them through your insurance agent, make sure, um, because just certain policies, even garage keepers with one company and garage keepers with another can cover different things. Like I know some people are covered to take wheels off. Some people are not. Some people are covered to use a lift. Some people are not. So you just want to make sure you ask those questions um, because, you know, we don't want to just assume that everything's blanket covered because there's going to be like that one crazy thing. So just give your insurance agent all your scenarios and make sure you're covered. All right. We are getting into lightning round. So that's why I'm here. Okay. So hey, um, I, I actually have to jump off the call because I have got to go catch an airplane. So awesome. it's great to be with all of you. And yeah, thanks, uh, Prentice. Yeah. Prentice, do you have an announcement for us before you go, or do you want to? <clears throat> um, I I can't say what's going on, but something something uh, something's happening. Something wonderful. To grab a line <laughs> from uh, from uh, 2010, a space odyssey. And uh, just just uh, just just stay tuned. I'm not going away. I'm just going to uh, be in a different capacity. Well, cool. cool. So that leads us into we got about 30 days before TRC month. There's going to be a lot of big announcements coming out of PNS yeah. in the next 30 days. So you guys got to stay tuned. Prentice, thank you for being on the show thank today. Great to see you. Have fun in New Jersey. Bye, yep. everybody. Give those devils a heck of a time, my friends. Yes. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> all right. Oh, so, all right, Keith, now you're my co-host. Can you use Breakbuster break on Plasti Dip Wheels? You can use Breakbuster on anything, but I wouldn't do it on Plasti Dip Wheels. Um, you probably would run the risk of damaging them. Uh, and I will also say powder-coated wheels that are aftermarket powder coat done, and you got the bargain basement deal, wouldn't touch those either with Breakbuster. Yeah. Because we've, yeah. we've seen some less than favorable results there. <clears throat> Plasti dip wheels are hard. Um, I had a vehicle once that we had a 2010 Challenger that we Plasti dip the wheels. And, you know, we still would use wheel cleaner on them and stuff, but they were obviously ours. So we knew that there was a very good chance we would damage them. Um, but Plasti dip wheels are not going to last with anything. I mean, even if you run it through a car wash, if you spray it with a hose or a pressure washer, yeah. For me, Plasti Dip is like a, let me change the color and see if I like it. And then get them actually powder coated. <laughs> yeah, I would maybe maybe go with something like properly diluted, eight, eight or 10 to one, EnviroClean, maybe the most aggressive. Because yeah. 
I just I wouldn't want to take the chance. But we know that Breakbuster on a bad powder coating can yeah. can actually have an effect. I yeah. am terrified to think of what Plasti Dip would do. All right, I'm going to say this just up front: go get IDA certified and qualified. This helps overcome some of the qualification issues. But Sid, I think this was directed at you when you first started. So tell us. Yeah. So when you thought. first started in detailing, did anyone treat you like you didn't know what you were doing because you're a female? Female detailers are just starting out professionally, but I've been detailing for a long time. So um, I wouldn't say that people acted like I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I think there was always the question. I know for me, um, that's why I really like to always have um, in-person conversations with my customers. So a lot of them would schedule and then they'd come over and I would just kind of spend that five, 10 minutes right when they were dropping their car off, um, you know, getting to know their main concerns. And I just found that when I would confidently ask them what their concerns were, what their concern areas were, and I would kind of go through and explain what I was going to be doing. And I would say, you know, what my experience was. And, um, basically right when I would start talking about it, it kind of put them at ease. And so can't really say that I was ever treated like I didn't know, just cause I think right from the get go, they could tell that I knew what I was talking about. Um, but it, it is, you know, it's, it's a little bit interesting to overcome. Um, I've probably only had one person show up at my house that, you know, I scheduled with them on the phone and all of that stuff. And then I came out, opened the garage door and it was actually a woman though. And she said to me, you know, I said, Oh, you know, I'll pull your car in. And I'm going through the whole thing, you know, having this conversation with her. And she literally went, is it you that's going to do the detailing? And I said, yes. And she goes, Oh, I just assumed that you were taking the phone call for your husband. And I was like, now. Um, but that's only happened one time in 12 years. So, you know, I think a lot of it is just confidence and, you know, kind of making sure you're having that little education session with your customers. They really appreciate it. Um, and so, so no, I think just, you know, make sure that if you're confident and you show that you believe in yourself, that they're going to feel that energy off of you and, and you shouldn't really have a problem. Um, as far as the industry goes, you know, there's, there's a lot of women in the industry now and, I myself have not been treated differently. Um, but again, you just, you have to walk in the room with that confidence. So I think you're good to go. But then like he said, you know, join the IDA, um, you know, definitely, you know, listen to like this, these podcasts, you start interacting with, um, a lot of other people and you realize that you realize that you're not going to be treated differently, which gives you a huge boost of confidence. Um, so definitely, you know, reach out network. That's a huge one is just the networking, um, you know, if you let the men in the industry know that you're there and you're a force, you know, they get behind you, they, you know, support you, build you up. And, um, you know, so for me, it's all about relationships, networking, you know, continuing your education and, you know, getting yourself out there and just being confident. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So PNS bead maker and Breakbuster are my go-tos. Absolutely. Right. Those are two that people couldn't take from us. All right, this is from Brian Crosby. Rupus Protect Advanced. We do sell Rupus products. They're great products. Mm -hmm. um, I would say Rupus Protect Advanced really fits in the same category as Ultra Coat Polish as far as a style of product. Um, so if you don't have Rupus Protect Advanced, try Ultra Coat Polish. Mm -hmm. It's always the answer. Yep. All right. Can only pick one. Would you rather detail every day or make this content every day and travel around talking to other detailers? I'm not making a choice. I'll do both. I don't know that I could choose, honestly. Um, 
because I'm definitely not one that ever has the goal of stopping detailing. Um, you know, I know that some people have that goal when they, you know, people want to work for a manufacturer, they want to travel around and train and it's because they don't want to detail anymore. That's not one of my goals. I love my shop. I love detailing every day. Um, I don't ever want to stop doing it. Um, you know, I'm sure one day I'll get too old, but, um, it seems like I have a lot of time just based on some other people that still detail, but, um, well, you know, there's people out there that are like 70 that are still working hard every day. There's Terry. Well, we're talking about our co-host that just left. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't know that I could pick. Um, you know, I obviously, I enjoy detailing. I love my shop, but I also enjoy networking with other detailers like that. You know, that's why I do what I do. I, I love helping other detailers. I love training and talking about the products and it's exciting to me. And I, um, I love the network. I love the industry. So I don't know that I could choose. And I don't you know, think I can. That's like asking to choose between one of my kids. Yeah, we're not going there. There's certain days that I would answer that question. <laughs> Today's not it. Yeah, um, I'm not familiar with the Dr. Beasley's line too in depth, but uh, yeah, I've heard that their primer polish you can just go right over it with coating. I think that's with most primer polishes. That's the goal of them. I don't know if they execute that well, so um, I, I can't speak to this. But we'll have to play with that just so we have some familiarity. Hey, more product to play with. Yay. Terry, by the way, says he is doing a 67 Ferrari this weekend. That's awesome. Cool. So cool. All right. Coating fresh paint. My local shop says 90 days curing. Uh, I think you're probably a shorter cure time than that. But 90 days is a really nice, safe number. And it's what you should educate your consumer customer to do because then you're covered, right? You, you, you got plenty of safe zone. Um, the worst thing you can do is, is coat or seal something in its first few days uh, because it doesn't allow it to cure properly and you can have some really wonky paint. So better to take more time than less, uh, I suppose. Yep. Um, advice oh for just starting out. That's, <laughs> a, that's a big one. Um, um, get so we're going to have to keep this one kind of short since we're in the lightning round. My first advice is to do exactly what you're doing, which is listening to this podcast, listen to Q and A's, you know, listen to this every Every other week we have this, the rag company has a Q and a every week, um, for two hours on their channel. That's great. Um, it's really going to be just absorbing as much information as possible. And then, you know, find a training to go to. Um, when you go to a training, you're going to meet other detailers of various different e experience levels. Um, and so, you know, but definitely just immerse yourself in education and then, you know, the products, the, all the tools, all of that, you can kind of learn as you go. But, um, these Q and A's, even I learn stuff every day and the information that you pick up from these and just, you know, watching and listening to podcasts, you learn so much that, um, that's going to be my answer for where to start is just immerse yourself in education, not just the yep. function. Of it. And as we said at our class on Saturday, look, you're going to get some good knowledge here. You're going to learn some stuff. You're going to get hands on. Uh, by the way, go to training where detailing is a participation sport. I call yes. it that because if you can't get your hands on it and play with it, sitting in a lecture for most people is not the best way to absorb this industry. Um, but the thing I told every student is more important than anything you get out of the class is there's 16 people in here. Get to know 16 more detailers because mm -hmm. That networking, that resource, that lifeline. I mean, Sydney, you know, with you and Levi, somebody to reach out to, to have a conversation with that's done this before. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that that's a huge part of, of it. So network and, and go to education uh, and don't stop educating yourself. Learn new stuff all the time. Yeah. Okay. What coding do you recommend for exhaust tips? Um, I don't coat exhaust tips because honestly, they're going to get too hot. Whatever you're going to put on there is going to burn off within days. So I don't, you know, I know a lot of people like to, you know, coat all the things, but exhaust tips are ones that you're, you're kind of wasting your time on that. Go ahead and polish them. Um, you know, things like metal bright has a little bit of protection in it. That's, I mean, the best thing you can do, honestly, unless your tips are black, don't use metal bright, but, um, there's really not a coating for, I mean, don't you agree, Keith? I just, they, they just get so hot. It's going to burn off anything in such a short amount of time that, and to get them perfectly clean where the coating's going to bond. Yeah. I mean, they say coatings will hold up to 1800 degrees in temperature. So, which is why you saw these guys setting them on fire. My bigger thing with the exhaust tips is it's usually a metal surface, which metal doesn't really take coatings well. Uh, and when I say that, I don't mean that they don't adhere. I mean, they, they lay down uneven. They just look wonky. Um, you run greater risks of them not looking right more than you run of them coming off. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, why take the risk on a, something that literally was a little bit of metal polish and some current maintenance, you know, regular maintenance is fine. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's my thing is it just, they don't coat well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to be better. Um, if it's your own vehicle, you're going to be better using metal polish, keeping them clean and, yeah. you know, wiping them down with bead maker every time you wash your car. You're going to do a lot better. Um, Anthony says, what are some PNS pads that are awesome to use that aren't as popular? Well, um, I think this is a loaded question. P2703, P2704. Anthony got to use the wool pad, our, oh. our hybrid um, uh -huh. open fiber wool pad, the lamb's yeah. wool, this weekend. And yeah. he's like, I got to get some of these in here. And that's all we used for the class, and they yeah. went really well. So definitely a pad that not a lot of people know that we've we've had for almost four or five years now. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we are a, a buff and shine pad company for the most part. Um so it's really hard for me to say. I think the blueberry is probably one of your favorites, Sydney. And then the one that not everybody has and is not part of the reflection artist line, I think it's a travesty, is the orange Eurofoam pad from Buff and Shine. That is, as Sydney knows, that is my start point pad when I go to do my initial test spot. I just start there. That's my pad. Yeah. Um, those wool pads, by the way, um, I know sometimes, you know, historically we think of wool pads um, for compounding and, and major paint correction, but those wool pads when paired with an all-in-one and pretty much all any all-in-one, um, whether it's Playmaker, Ultra Coat, Polish, or even since we brought up the Uno Advanced, like magic happens. Literally, yeah. that's all. If I'm doing a one-step with one of those products, I'm using that, that wool pad. It is absolutely amazing absolutely amazing so 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 good does not leave any marring but it does a ton of correction with that you know whatever liquid you're using but um definitely grab some of those they are awesome pads and uh they do they do a lot in a one step so i'm not talking a one step if you're coding but if you're doing a one step pol you know uh polish and protect use yep. them for that Awesome. Yep. So the 2703 is the six inch, 2704 is the five inch. Um, so, <clears throat> and I think it's, you know, I think they're just a great pad. Um, yeah. So here's an easy one. The answer is four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, does he mean 
five gallon buckets or five gallon containers, because then that's actually, it could be eight, right? Because if you were, you could run all fives out of all oh, eight. Yeah. yeah. For um, pickup from, it, it could be up to eight. Yes. For dispensing. Delivery to. Two, yes. Four. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got an input so and an output. So, yeah. so there's gotta... four on the bucket fill side. There's right. four that you can hook up to the bucket fill. So you can fill four buckets. Sarah mm -hmm. says safe travels Prentice. Mm -hmm. Everybody says buy Prentice. Um, thank you for the comments. So these are all safe travels. I'm going to kind of. Um, all news is going to be good. Yes, Kirby. So. Yes. Somebody asked me, or asked us on here, when will these new products be coming out? Well, TRC is coming up, and that traditionally is a time when we might throw out a product or two and see what sticks to the wall. You never know. Um, but we try to do something every quarter uh, if we can, if we feel like we have a product that's ready to go. Um, so, you know, PNS, I, I will say this we are more driven with the product being right and done and, and an effective thing that we think has a space in the market than we are about doing something on a timeline. So um, we have gotten to TRCMA before or a similar event and said, nope, we're not ready. We're not going to do this with some products. And, another, and we've had other opportunities with new stuff. So um, when we're ready, when we are there, when we feel like it's, it's right uh, and not just right, but really right, then we'll bring out the product. So our target, obviously, TRC is always a fun place to do new stuff, but that doesn't mean it will happen then. It just means that's kind of a target. Yeah, yep. So we have that as a target. Um, we uh, So let's talk about, since we're kind of on that, um, and then I'll answer this question, but we have a couple things coming up this month um, prior to our next. So we have um, bead maker and coffee here in two weeks. But well, that prior like to that, yeah, prior to that, you guys will see... Um, Keith and I are actually heading a week from tomorrow. We are heading to Big Bear with Bob and is Dave coming up? Or no? I know Rennie's coming. Um, well, Rennie, yeah. Don't know, well, yeah, we're doing it at Rennie's place. But uh, I don't know if we're going to get Dave there or not. I hope we can have Dave there. But uh, okay. it'll at least be the four of us. And okay. we are and doing we Distributor University. So I'm yeah. excited. Yep. It's, it'll be our first one. It's been something that's been in the making for a long time. So I'm sure there'll be lots of pictures and stuff coming out, but we have a special training up in Big Bear at Bernie's shop um, for the distributors. We have about 13 distributors coming up. Um, hopefully the snow gets better because I saw that Big Bear got absolutely hammered this weekend. Um, They're so like at 16 inches this weekend. Gosh, yeah. So that will be happening right before our next bead maker and coffee. So I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about with that. And then um, the first week of April, we have uh, TRCMA, which we are really looking forward to. So, all right. So uh, Claus says, Sydney is Breakbuster your go-to, regardless of the condition of how dirty the wheel is. So it is, I pretty much use Breakbuster on every single car. However, um, if the wheel is dirty, so if it's the first time it's been in my shop or if it's pretty dirty, then I always go to crystal wash first. So I pre-spray the wheel with crystal wash, um, which I just did a video on this within the last couple of weeks, pre-spray the wheel with crystal wash to kind of get all of that iron and um, brake dust breaking up. And then I spray brake buster right on top of it. Um, if they're super, super dirty, haven't been cleaned in 10 years, then I'm going to pull out the iron buster again as a pre-spray. Um, and Breakbuster goes right over that. 
And if it's just maintenance cleaning, maintenance washes, you know, not crazy dirty wheels, then absolutely. So I would say I still use Brake Buster on every single vehicle. Um, it just might have a little kick right before it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we finally did that video. We still have a crystal wash video to do. So yeah, um, I have one for the paint, but it, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Great um, comment from Eddie here. Eddie says the industry needs more women detailers. Both my girls detail with me and they love it. So having role models like you, Sydney and others who I show them when they doubt it can be a, when they doubt it can be a career. Yes, absolutely. And my daughter works for me as well. And I love that she's 17. She's worked for me for several years and she's kind of takes me over sometimes. She's not messing around that girl. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for the response. So helpful. So glad you joined us today. Uh, handy Danny, full send or non-silicone for rubber floor mats? Um, for sure, full send. Um, the the dressed is probably never going to completely um, self-level and not be kind of uh, slippery, if you will, um, just because of the makeup of that product. Um, so full send is, you know, it's going to totally self-level and soak in and not be uh, slippery. So for sure, full send. Uh, Pure Hertz D Club, uh, detail every day. It's a feeling of finished work for me. Yes, that is so true. And I tell people that when they say, why did you choose detailing? And I say, just my personality is I like to start a project and finish it every single day. Um, results driven. And, you know, sometimes I look at some of these careers where they're like, oh, I've been working on this project for five months. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, need to, I need to finish that by four o'clock this yeah. afternoon. Or <laughs> yeah, basketball game to get to. Yeah, so. yeah. So totally. Uh, uh, so this is a question of the difference between Hawaiian shine and dressed. Okay. Uh, as much difference as there could possibly be on this planet is what the difference is. Yep. Dressed is, is a silicone free product that is uh, extremely safe to use and, and we can ship everywhere. Hawaiian shine is not even legal in certain states because of its uh, VOC compliance status. Uh, Hawaiian shine is a super old school, ancient old school um, solvent dressing, uh, super shiny, great product, uh, but not legal in, in uh, I think, 13 states and some provinces in Canada. So, uh, that's, so that's what we say about it. I love it, but it's it's it really, if you talk about a product that will go away someday when we answer that question from earlier, that will be one of those products we say, yeah, boy, I really love that, but it's gone away because the compliance issue on it is going to catch up to it. So. And don't ever use Hawaiian shine on rubber floor mats either. Unless you like ice skating. You will regret that. <laughs> You'll be buying new floor mats. Yeah. Um, or wipe and shine. Uh, I like wipe and shine on wet wheels. Um, you know, and, and I really like wipe and shine because I don't have to spray it, uh, yeah. which I'm not a big proponent of spraying stuff on the car. So that's just me. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love wipe and shine though. Yeah. All right. Chad says, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Thank you. And these are all the thanking yous. Uh, have an amazing day. Yes. The sun is out. I still have yep. snow, but the sun's out. Um, Pure Hearts got to go. Grandma duty, but definitely going to watch the rest later. Thank you for sharing. Great advice. I love that you make quality products and also give tips and help and advice. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. All right. That's Last question for. of the day. All right. This is a good one. Recommended PNS product to use in the engine bay. Um, so let me start by saying I'm pretty picky when I actually detail an engine. I don't like to do them as a standard rule. 
Um, so I only do a couple a year. I think that the risk involved is pretty high. So I, I personally choose not to do them in my shop, but I do do a few. Um, when I'm doing them, my favorite PNS products to use is I start with either Tempest or EnviroClean. Um, or Mudbuster works awesome as well. So one of those three, um, I'll spray down the inside of the engine bay, you know, use brushes and then I'll pressure wash or steam. I probably steam more engines than, than not like on classic cars. I will clean their engines, but I use my steamer, um, with absolute running in it. Um, but I really love Tempest in the engine bay and then rinse it off. But then my favorite part is the finish, which I use, um, either full send or natural finish or even dynamic, um, since it's back, we can say that again. Um, I will use one of those three products because there are self-leveling, um, dressings that will like, like same with the rubber floor mats is they're going to absorb in, you're not going to have to go back and wipe. And it's just going to leave a really nice, clean, brand new finish, hydrate those hoses, all that kind of stuff. I would say if you're new to doing engines and viral cleans, your answer. Um, if you are an old school veteran and you've <clears throat> done this a lot you know tempest is a great it's actually a, you know heavy duty degreaser uh another product that i have seen used and, and i do like because engines are more grimy today than they are greasy uh i have seen brake buster work in there but again if you have bare powder coating uh maybe you want to avoid that and i'm with sydney i'm a natural finish guy on a wet engine because it just it'll level out it'll dry and it'll be just a nice matte finish won't look shiny greasy or oily like the engine compartment will catch on fire. And never, ever, ever, top tip, use a solvent-based dressing in the engine compartment. Just don't yeah. do it. Yeah. We don't like to set stuff on fire. Well, some of us do, but not in the engine compartment. <laughs> uh, so which tire dressing is your favorite? All of them, but I probably am going to guess dynamic for you, Sydney, yep. or, or wipe and shine. Dynamic or wipe and shine. Those are my two go-tos. All right, Kirby, you have ended the show. Congratulations. Um, that's all we got for today. Uh, remember, everybody, TRCMA is in a in a month. Uh, next bead maker in coffee is, gosh, it's two 13th. weeks away, thirteenth of of 13th. March. Uh, yep. Stay tuned for who our special guest will be for that one. Yep. Um, yep. And cool. Sid, have a great day. Stay warm. Yeah. I still have snow outside on the ground, so yeah. Um, I don't think it's warming up anytime soon. Crazy. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. We will see you guys in two weeks. Awesome. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you.